Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Sarah Shepard is the author of Penny Draws a Best Friend. This episode is guest hosted by Julie Chavez, who is the podcast host of Ask a Librarian and the author of an upcoming Zibby Books title, Everyone But Myself. Sarah is the number one New York Times bestselling author of the Pretty Little Liar series, the Lion Game series, The Heiresses, The Elizas, The Perfectionists, Reputation, and Safe in My Arms. 
She graduated from New York University and has an MFA from Brooklyn College. Sarah has also been on this podcast before where I've had the absolute delight of talking to her. And she even wrote an essay in one of the Moms Don't Have Time to anthologies. I'm really happy that she came back on to talk to Julie. Sarah, thanks for coming on. Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to talk to me about Penny Draws a Best Friend. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I'm so proud of both of us. We have mounted and surpassed various technological challenges to make this happen. And so I'm so happy we get to talk about your book because I finished reading it just a couple days ago. So I was reading it and it is a middle grade book. And I am so in that wheelhouse right now because I'm an elementary librarian and I loved the book. So I'm just thrilled to talk to you about it today because I have tons of questions. Oh, great. And yes, it is perfect for elementary, right in that sweet spot of second, third, fourth, fifth grade. Yes. Yes. I was just thinking about that on my way home. I think what I would tell people too, is if you know, really any second through fifth grader that is a normal child and tends to have concerns and worries, they should read this book. (laughs) Right. Which is like every child. <laughs> exactly. That's what's so great about it. Well, why don't you give me first, will you just give me the, what's Penny Draws a Best Friend about spiel to share with everyone? Sure. So Penny Draws a Best Friend is about a fifth grader named Penny. Um, and she is in many ways just going about her fifth grade life. She's just starting school. She has a, a best friend named Violet. She has a family, a little brother named Juicebox, you know, parents. She has a dog that she adores, but she tends to get really anxious about a lot of stuff. And her teacher at school that she calls her feelings teacher, which is sort of the school counselor. And she talks to her feelings teacher about all of her concerns and some of them silly, some of them not so silly. And her feelings teacher is like, you know, her person that she goes to when she's worried about stuff. Her feelings teacher told her that, you know, some people like writing their thoughts down and their worries down and it makes them a little less scary. So she has started to do that and she's kind of documenting her fifth grade year, but she didn't want to write Dear Diary. She, you know, that seemed a little just not her style. So she decided to write it to her dog. Dear Cosmo is the name of her dog. So all the chapters are letters essentially to her dog because she figures her dog isn't going to judge her. Her dog will love her no matter what, no matter whether she's super worried about something that seems so silly or she's, you know, can't remember math facts or, you know, is, is panicking about something at school, whatever it is, um, her dog's still going to be her best friend. So, although her best friend is not, I mean, the title, it's not really, her best friend is not her dog. Right. (laughs) He's her animal best friend, but like, it's, it's actually about like people best friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just takes her through, you know, her her the beginning of her school year and you know, some things that she's concerned about and it's about friendship and you know, meeting new people and and getting over those worries and sometimes not getting over those worries and and yeah, it's just like a it's full, full filled with jokes and silliness. It's not hopefully too heavy-handed about mental health mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything like that. It's just like a silly fun book with a lot of adventures. I really cannot say enough good things about this book. Have you ever read the book Alvin Ho, that series? It's another yeah. one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yes. this this one gave me Alvin Ho vibes because- Yeah. He, oh, that's so great. I didn't even think about 
that. My son read that a couple years ago. Yeah. Right. And he has a psychotherapist and he doesn't like her because psycho is in the name. Like he's concerned about that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It has, but I think what I love about both of those, and by the way, Alvin Ho is like a go-to recommendation and this will be my next one. I will probably get two or three copies of this for my library. And I don't have a lot of multiple copies because I'm kind of weird about it, but I just, cause I feel like they get lonely on the shelf, which shows also that oh. I have weird worries just like Penny. I but, understand. <laughs> right. So, but I will get multiple copies of this because it's not too heavy handed. And because every kid worries. And I remember, I think I just, I have to tell you, I would read this book and I cried a little bit. I laughed out loud, probably 10 times, 10 times, like cackling, like a witch. I just, it's so funny. Even the beginning where you talk about McGruff, the crime dog, I was dying. I was like, I'm already going to love this because I worried about him. Well, of course I worried about his messaging. Well, and what's funny is I have a book (laughs) that I wrote in the second grade called the girls and the stranger. And it was twins and a guy jumped out of a tree with a knife. He was a stranger. And I was thinking strangers were like the thing when we were growing up. You had to worry about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. It was, it was, they put that into you very early too. Yeah. That and stop, drop and roll. The strange car rolls up. (laughs) You don't talk to that person. (laughs) You do not. They do not have puppies in that car for you. No. 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 They don't have anything good. No, they don't. Yeah. So, but what I love about this is that, and similar to Alvin Ho, but even, even more so with this one, I love that book. And this is what I love about books, especially for elementary schoolers. They all find their little people, whoever those people are. And the thing I like about this one is that I was a lot like Penny. I had a lot of worries when I was younger and I never had a name for it. And I don't think I needed a name for it. I think that anxiety and a lot of these things that we're talking about, it's good. Our kids are growing up with more tools in their toolbox, with more awareness. But at its core, there is just, I i didn't need a name so much as I needed to know when it wasn't necessarily productive for me and that mm-hmm. it was normal, that everybody felt right. that way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about this is that Penny's worries go from the everyday to the very unlikely and I used to be a person that would follow those, you know, mm-hmm. those worry trains all the way down the track <laughs> until oh yeah, we were in a fiery <laughs> explosion. So I think, and it's, it just, this book was just so chef's kiss. It's perfect. I can't oh. wait. And I'm so happy there's going to be a sequel. I just, I really. There's going to be quite a few it. sequels. Actually. I'm so excited. Oh, that's yeah, good there's news. Lots of pennies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fun for me. And I was a lot like Penny as well. Yeah. Tell me uh, about that. Yeah, no, I I worried about all kinds of things. My mom was also a big worrier. So like maybe I got it from her. Um but yeah, I just and and but I didn't have besides talking to my mom who who recognized the anxiety but also was able to say like that's not you know that's you know you can talk about it but like that's not gonna happen. Um right. you know Yes. But besides that, like, I didn't really talk about it with anybody else. Mm. I do feel like kids now are um, more willing to talk about it, but I did sort of think uh, like it was a problem inside myself and everybody else seemed to not worry about anything. And meanwhile, they were probably all worrying and I had no idea, but, you know, 
it, from my perspective, it looked like I was the only one kind of panicking. Yeah. So yeah. And I, you know, growing up, you know, and then seeing my own kids, um, who have anxieties about different things, which only got exacerbated by COVID. Of course. And, you know, um, the uncertainty of that, seeing their parents stressed, but also school shutting down and not being able to see their friends, not having their normal schedules and teachers and activities and, and all of those things. Like, I think a lot of kids are suffering from that still. I mean, I think there's still a heightened awareness of just all the scary things out there in the world. And yeah, I just thought it was, you know, it, it's something that's so near and dear to me anyway, but it's also sort of like, it seems like every child I talk to worries about stuff. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like, well, you know, we need to sort of make that, we need to normalize that a little bit more and, and, you know, make it okay. And show that everybody's worrying. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of where I was coming from. I really like also the ways that I mean, I think too, I was reading this thinking like, this just feels so analogous even to my adulthood kind of approach with my worries. I mean, that that was what was so funny to me as I was reading it. And I thought, gosh, I'm I'm still Penny, right? Where it's yeah. just that, yeah. that there are those <laughs> sides of me that just are there and that learning to be tender with those parts of you, right? Right. That, that it's yeah. okay that, that I'm tuned this way, which... We could all maybe argue is a little bit on the, a little bit on the yeah. tightly wound side, right? Right. But, but I think this idea of like, I can accept that. I can get a cell phone so that I can call my mom and Target and track her down, as opposed to right, right. going down the rabbit hole, which is totally something I would do. Right. She's not trapped under a food display. Like, you know, <laughs> that was the one I marked. <laughs> what, yeah. what could have happened? Well, obviously she's trapped under a display. Like, she's stra- you know, there's been a, you know, an earthquake and uh, what, yeah, she, she goes in some interesting directions. She's not cured of her worries. <laughs> she's not yes. cured by the end of this book, nor is she cured by the end of the series. Like that's not the point. And absolutely. We, yeah, I'm still, maybe the things that I worry about are a little different than what I used to worry about as a kid, but like, they're still sort of the same, like the process is still kind of the same. But had I had those coping skills earlier, like it would be just very interesting, you know, just to see when something came up, like how would I be handling it better now? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I know. That's something we could worry about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. But that's what's so perfect about it. And I think I remember my mom telling me, you know, sometime when I was a teenager, Julie, I don't feel, I don't feel my age. I still feel young Mm -hmm. inside, like I'm 17. And I remember thinking that is such a weird thing. Don't say things like that to me, mom. Right. Because you just can't picture your parent as a child. And then now I completely understand that because it's still, we're kind of all those selves and we carry them with us. And so those early patterns, but I really, I love also, I think that this would be a really, really great book for parents to read alongside their kids because I think it would be such a conversation starter. And you also write really well about parents like a prior commitment my mom is a mom she doesn't have prior commitments 
just things <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. Oh. One of my favorite illustrations about the mom is when she kind of loses it one day and like she can't get the lid off of a jar. And then she's like, if I find one more toy in the stairs, I'm throwing it away. I mean, it just like was straight out of things that I say. And I just was laughing to myself as I was drawing it because I was just like, oh my gosh, like my kids are going to just be like, that's you. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, and that's what's, that's, I think the part that's really fun. And, and my editors a lot with, um, the drawings, especially with the mom, they said to like, this is exactly what I say to my kids or like, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those fun things. That, and that's why I think like, you know, you could read it with a first or second grader too, even if it isn't quite at their reading level, like, yeah, you could all, you could read it together and the jokes are funny. And like, it's not, you know, it captures younger readers attention too, because it has all the little drawings and, you know, it keeps it fun. Absolutely. I'd also put it in the comp land a little bit for Clementine. If you've ever read Clementine, it's... I know of Clementine, but I have not read Clementine. You'll have to put it on the list. Sarah okay. Sarah Pennypacker okay. is the author, and the, yeah. it's illustrated by Marla Frazee. Okay. And it's... I know of Clementine. It's... She's just naughty, and she cuts her friend's hair and stuff. It's awesome. It's just oh, a great place fun. to start. And she's not naughty. Oh, she's cool. She's good, mischievous, and she has a younger brother, but she only calls him vegetable names. So that oh, made fine. me think of Juicebox. I was like, oh, Juicebox. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what was, okay, so you have been a doodler for mm-hmm. your whole life. So was that fun? Because let's just back up a little bit. You are also the author of Pretty Little Liars, which yes, I think very is- very different. <laughs> yes. I was yeah. dying because I was looking at everything thinking, is this, is this right? Like, this is yeah. the same person? <laughs> So how has the experience been different and, you know, has it been, what's the most fun part of writing Penny and what was the most fun part of writing Pretty Little Liars? I'd love to hear, or those books that are in that genre because you have more. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you said it before that, you know, we carried these different selves that we were Mm -hmm. and, you know, Penny is, and the, the humor of Penny and the drawings and all of that is sort of me at that elementary age. Pretty Little Liars was sort of, all of the main characters were sort of, sort of based on me at other stages of junior high and high school and a little bit beyond. So it's like, I'm sort of pulling different parts of who I was growing up and different things that I was feeling and different struggles that I was having into each of these book series, which is why, you know, Pretty Little Liars, I I love all the books that I've written, but Pretty Little Liars and Penny are sort of the most special to me because they're they're sort of the most personal mm. and they're the most, you know, taken from like, you know, Pretty Little Liars feels like my true personality, but also Penny also seems like my true personality. So it's just of different, you know, different time periods and to different audiences. So the most fun thing about Penny, well, besides just writing a book for you know, kids that are my kid's age and about a warrior was definitely the drawing because I'm just draw little cartoons and I never, you know, I, I loved art growing up. I took all of the art classes in high school. I actually thought I was going to be a studio art major and go to art school, but I don't know. Then I, then I like got really into biology and maybe thought I was going to do that. And so I just like, there were a lot of things that I liked 
Yeah. And I didn't do either of those things. I ended up being an English major, <laughs> but because <laughs> I liked reading too. But I always liked art. I always liked drawing. My sister and I were drawing all the time. She's three years younger than me. And we were always drawing characters and illustrating books and making little claymation movies. And we were always doing artistic stuff. But in my career, I never thought that I would, would get an opportunity to draw. I just was like, these are weird little doodles I draw on the margins of while taking notes for school or in work meetings or really anytime. Right. But it's funny because I work with the editors that I worked on with Pretty Little Liars and they saw me drawing through meetings we would have. That's amazing. And they were kind of like, your drawings are really cute. And for years, they were kind of saying to me, you should do something with those little drawings. You should write a middle grade novel with your little drawings. And I was just like, what? No. But then I kind of started doing it. And at first they were just like, I would literally just like do it on a piece of paper with a pencil and write pen, the words of penny around it. And like, I didn't even have any idea how to lay it out or how it would work. But after writing so many books, it was just this new thing. And it was mm. so much fun to like figure out this is how it's going to look. This is how the each character is going to look. This is how the book is going to work, you know, with some text and then some art. And then, you know, a lot of the arts are three panels and, but not all of it. And like, just kind of figure all of that out. It was, it just was like a, a new different thing than just straight writing a book. Mm. So it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Each book has like 300 or so drawings or more. So it's a lot. Wow. But yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm able to listen to music while I draw. And when I write, I can't listen to anything. Yeah, um, I need so that's nice. to that's a plus. Sometimes I can listen to like reality TV. It just depends. So, you know, I can kind of, yeah, it's, it's just different. It's, it's, a, it's been a lot of fun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It sounds like 
I know for me, and I don't know if this was your experience, where when you do something new, especially after having a lot of success in your writing career and you sort of know what you're doing in that area, then to open it up to something new or this new element with the drawing and things like that, it gives you a weird freedom, I think, because you aren't as, you don't really know what to expect from yourself and you don't know what the rules are yet. So you don't have to worry about them as much for a little while. Right, right. My expectations were not very high. And to everybody, I said, I'm not an artist. I just draw (laughs) these little comics. So then it was very fun to just to do it and yeah. to realize that I could do it and that like kids found it funny and they find Penny cute. And Penny is, you know, and her and all of her friends in the drawing are kind of, they are simple because I want kids to be able to draw her mm. and all the friends. And so there's not much to drawing Penny. She just sort of has big eyes and, you know, her arms and legs are sort of sticks and there's just you know there's not that much to it but that was for a reason and also kind of my artistic ability I was like (laughs) I'm not gonna you know I mean so it kind of worked out I was like well you know and they it's it's funny because I have books of other comics that I used to draw and and all of the other characters uh looked like that too so um (laughs) you know they they had they had a lot of expression but uh the rest of their bodies were just sort of stick like the way that you do it though is amazing like i love <laughs> i think my favorite are the mad faces oh, i just the mad, think yeah. they are oh my amazing gosh. yeah and again like you know i drew a lot growing up and i doodled a lot growing up and um i do this with my school presentations but you know i i read a lot of different comics growing up and i admired a lot of comic artists and one of my favorite is she's not a kids author. Well, she did write a couple of kids books, I think is Roz Chast, who draws for the New Yorker and her characters. She doesn't often draw kids, but her characters are always so worried. Uh, and they (laughs) are so funny. And she wrote a, um, she did write one children's book called around the clock and it's just so strange and very much in the sense of humor of Penny and but beyond that you know I read a lot of like Calvin and Hobbes and love Calvin you know and Garfield and all of the all of the like really fun you know comics that every kid read growing up and I, I love reading that kind of stuff just for the faces and the how you could get a story across in three little panels or Totally. I wish I could go back and read Kathy because I remember oh reading God. Kathy growing up yeah. and I think to read it now would be such a different experience. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. I'll have to see if they made a book of those. I think they do. Yeah, right? I think they do. And I, yeah, I feel like Kathy's, Kathy's struggles were probably a little lost on me back then. Well, that's what I mean, right? It's when I watched even, I mean, it's the perennial example, but growing up watching The Sound of Music and then finally what, you know, one year I watched it and I'm like... They were Nazis. I see. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I understand now. (laughs) So I wonder how, I'm sure, you know, Kathy, I can picture her with the coffee mug in the office. And I'm like, I bet that would have different resonance for me now. Totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know a lot of the, we also got a lot of books of the far side. And I'm sure I didn't get all those jokes. No, but those were so good. I remember what else. Yeah, they were always really funny. I'm sure there were other things. I show, yeah, I'm trying to think what I show the kids. Mostly like Calvin Hobson Garfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure Kathy, I didn't really 
didn't really fully appreciate. No, but we thought we did. That's what's so wonderful right, right, about it. Right. Like, and I, I totally look at me. remember what she looks like. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> pulling it back. Pulling it back, everybody. Yeah. Come, come yes. to the late 80s, early 90s with us. It's going to yeah. be great. It's going to be great. I have a question for you as a writer. So I really, I mean, I think this book obviously comes into conversations with mental health and especially for kids, like we talked about, the ones who are worriers. And I think all children worry, but it's just this spectrum of where are your worries. And I do want to point out for sure that in the reader's or the author's note to the reader, if you find that your worries are getting overwhelming or if you find that you can't stop worrying, please reach out to an adult you trust. Petting a dog or other beloved pet might help too or doodling and writing, but talking about it with someone and realizing you're okay just as you are helps best of all. And I have to tell you how beautiful and meaningful and honest that is. And I just, I love that you put that in here and that it's right up at the front for kids to see, because I think it's just, there's so much freedom in that, that talk to someone what's mentionable is manageable. How do we you know, letting Mm -hmm. those things out. I just, I'm so glad you did that. And when you sat down, I guess one question about this before I ask you my other question, was that set for you when you thought about Penny? I mean, did you know where you wanted to start with her in her story? I knew what sort of character she would be. Okay. I didn't know really what her plot was going to be. Mm. I just sort of started drawing. I mean, right off the bat, she was talking to her feelings teacher and, you know, but I remember the first couple chapters were just talking about her family and getting lost in Target and about Mm -hmm. the friend and sort of the plot of the friends that she meets and the friend issues that she had came a little later, though it was a little bit organic. I mean, I just sort of kept going. It was, it's not how I usually write a book, actually, because I'm usually more of an outliner, especially mm. with the Pretty Little Liars books. I outlined, you know, kind of, this is where this is going. With Penny, I just sort of was like, who is she and what is she up to? <laughs> and I just kept writing chapters and drawing pictures of her. And then I got to the chapter where, and I don't want to give anything away, but she is in this thing called Art Club. And well, I guess I could give this part away. And her friend, Violet, who is her best friend, is like not, she doesn't want to do it anymore. And I don't know why I made that happen. I just, I don't know. Um, so yeah, kind of from there, it was like, oh, maybe that's something. Oh. But for a while, I just was sort of figure like just following her. But I always knew she would, was, you know, worried about stuff. And I always knew that her, something in her plot would be about figuring out that that was okay. Got it. Um, If that makes any sense. I didn't know like what it was going to be or what was going to happen yet, but I knew that, you know, that was going to be sort of her lesson um, is just sort of accepting that about herself and that it's okay. you know, true friends will accept that in you and, you know, always have somebody to talk to and all of that. She learns different things in different books, but, um, all related to anxiety mostly. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of the first one. Yeah. The first, I I knew that was sort of something she 
was going to figure out a little yeah. bit, not all the way, but like some. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel about my own worries, right? My own right. anxiety. I'm like, I haven't figured out a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Some days are better than others. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can feel that in the book. And I think that was a perfect approach for a middle grade book too, because there's a normalcy to it that really right. makes it even more relatable because these are things that happen in kids' lives. So it's yeah. it's something that they will see themselves in and something I saw myself in, which I loved. Yeah. I mean, it's just school stories and it's about family stuff and science fairs and oh, getting paired in groups that you don't want to be paired up in and, you know, taking your little brother to the emergency room and then having to go to your little brother's annoying birthday party at the, you know, the um, Chuck E. Cheese knockoff that oh. you hate. Oh. And just like fun stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. stuff like that. Just every kid. Yeah. Every it's kid so, <laughs> it's so true. And like the Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese knockoff really stuck with me too, because even my kids are like, I can't, I mean, I explained to them at one point we came out of there and they were just so grumpy and like all messed up because it's just, overstimulated like a toddler right. or something, right? Um, it was like they had a hangover after leaving oh, Chuck E. So Cheese. True. It's just, yeah. it's such a, such yeah. a joyful place. Okay, well, I want to ask you, <laughs> such, I can't wait to go there again. Get me some tokens. Right. I'm going to send you some in the mail. It's going to be great. <laughs> I want to ask you this question. So I'm a huge fan of this Esther Perel game, Where Should We Begin? And okay. they have all these questions in them. And I'm not going to ask you the one about your most irrational fear because I... I would imagine it might not be true for you, but my husband and I were playing it the other night and I asked him and he tells me his answer. And I thought, I don't, I don't even want to bother. I feel like all my fears are my most irrational fear. Like it just doesn't, I mean, we could go down that hole for forever. But I think to this book, something I grew up thinking was normal, but later found out wasn't like, how did you, for you, was there a point at which you thought I'm worrying too much or how did you get to that point for you? I mean, I remember like going to summer camp and (laughs) writing to my mom, not about anything that we did at summer camp, but like all the things that maybe she should be concerned about, like, like, you know, they don't have us taking showers every day. And like, I only went to the, like, I haven't gone to the bathroom yet. You know, like, yes, um, should I be like worried about that? And like, <laughs> I haven't eaten any fruit and like, I had, haven't slept that well. That's amazing. <laughs> I still think of that, those letters and my mom, I don't even remember her commenting on them. Like she, <laughs> when I got home, cause she was probably like, did you have fun? And right? I was like, yeah, it was great. So, but I remember writing them and I remember being very aware of like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I need to do it. Um, I, need to, like, yes. I need to get my feelings out here. I need to like tell her these things that I'm concerned about. And like, I don't know, maybe she wrote me back. It's only a week also. She probably didn't even write, have time to write me back. Yeah. But it was enough for me to just like write them down and like put them on somebody else. <laughs> like, you worry about this yes. stuff. Yes. But that was sort of when I first was like, I bet other kids are not writing about these things. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, 
that was the first time I was like, huh, okay. And even that she didn't comment on it, like she was, just, and that made me feel like maybe she either like, is like, oh, she just worries all the time. Like she didn't think it was particularly out of the ordinary. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing is very interesting. And I, it just sort of went like, that was my first time of yeah. being like, okay. Yeah. I have a feeling like this is not um, something other people do. <laughs> so that was my first, I'm sure there are many other examples, but that was that's the first one I was with. I like that one. I probably was in like fourth <laughs> or fifth grade. Very, very concerned about how I was, you know, health-wise. I think. <laughs> totally. It was a week. Well, it was a week. And you needed to outsource those concerns, right? I did. It's like somebody else needs to be concerned about this. Yeah. And I'm going to pass yeah. it. And of yeah. course, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I wonder if she got them after you got home. Probably. You know? And like, yeah, it was just like, you know, if she's, if there's really like alarm bells, she'll like call the camp or something. Totally. You know, I just figured she'd, she'd, you know, I don't know. But I see that in my kids though. Like my son will, he has a phone now. He's in fifth grade. He'll okay. be in his bedroom. Um, and he will call me while we're in bed. He's like, <laughs> I have some bumps on my arm. And I'm like, Okay. He goes, and I'm like, well, how many? Thinking there's like, you know, a whole bunch. He's like two. And I'm like, oh my God. And this, this, I get this a lot. And he's like, last night it was like, I've drank water, but my mouth is still dry. And I'm like, oh. oh my God, you're so me. Like, oh. Just like, you just need somebody to be like, you're all right. Totally. Um, yeah. So. Is there anything not, um, worse than having those moments though, where you're like, I did this to you? Yeah, I know. I know. Like I, I really have moments where I'm like, I, I think I did this. <laughs> you know. know, they're and partially. Is, yeah. So true. Your other is your other one like you know, that. No, my as other well? son is the same. Like my other son, different. <laughs> it comes out in different ways, but totally. I think he saw like moments of me panicking when he was quite young, and now he's gotten better. But like now, as a like a kid has decided that moments like that need that sort of panic in him as well. Okay, and kind of yes. Like, oh my God, I'm st- like, I ma- I created this problem. Um, know, we're just doing our best out here. I don't, I mean. I know, it's hard. I just, and he has gotten better. Yes. But it is, it is very funny. You know, I did um, tell the boys the other day, I said, you know, you, you have to understand that this is the first time I've ever parented anyone. Right. Like, so I said, the hope is that, like, because it was one of those situations where there was a bad decision that was made. And I said, look, everyone makes bad decisions, right? I made bad decisions. But the hope is that I made marginally less than me, right, my papa, right. your parents. Sure. And hopefully yeah. you will make marginally less bad decisions. And then, you know, hopefully it gets a little better. And then at some point someone's going to throw the curve. But we're going to worry about that later. But it is, it's such a bizarre experience. Like, h- how am I in charge? I know. We're the adults. This feels like a bad plan. I know. I know. (laughs) This has been so much fun to talk to you. I'm so excited to share this book. I will be sharing it with kids. I mean, I have to say like Alvin Ho, those sorts of books, Clementine, those are my go-to favorites in the library. And this will have a place right next to them. I can't wait to share it with them. Please let me know what they, please stay in touch and let me know what they, what they think. I absolutely And there are going to be more, there are going to be more pennies. The second one 
actually, by the time you're back in school, Penny uh, draws. Uh, yeah, yeah. Penny draws a school play. Is out in the fall, so oh. there will be two. Yeah, there will be two pennies. I can't wait. And there's going to be more than that, but that's. It's really fun that there's going to be a second one. So not only will they get to read the one, but they'll get to read the second one too if they like it. And they love a series. They love, and they will for sure fall in love with Penny. I have no doubt. Oh, good. And her friends. And her friends. It's so true. Thanks so much for today. Of course. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.